Sports with Kay Nolan is fueled by Gatorade. Whatever path you take to greatness, Gatorade is there to fuel it. Greatness starts with G. I think Sandy's dumb, and I actually love... Well, allegedly. You can't, I don't think you can just say I think that he's dumb. I think we might get a phone call if you say that. Hello, fat lips. Welcome to Sports, the podcast that ends with a question mark. But I wish could just start with what happened to Travis, because I still don't know. And I know you guys don't know, but this is the most teased I have a story this podcast has ever had. Travis texted, sent a group text to the union and I this weekend saying something to the effect of I need to I have a story. And it's a picture of Travis with his lip busted, covered in blood. But this is the podcast instead that ends with a question mark and it starts with a question. And so I'm Katie Nolan. He's Travis. Don't make me laugh. She's Christina. <laughs> he can't even smile. Hello. And this is today's question. It's in the way. Hello, Katie and the union. Uh, this is Matt from Grand Rapids. I'm currently at a wedding where I know only the bride and groom. What's your go-to uh you meet strangers at an event. It, it, it's my nightmare. This is honestly wild. It's, it's very strange. Um, not gonna say it. Not gonna not gonna lead with my openers. Uh, love you. Mean it. God, this is Christina. You said it. This is torture. That is my nightmare. Yeah, that's, that's my nightmare. Torture for me. I, um, if I can, and I'm I'm trying to do this with a dash of self-awareness, I'm sorry to say this, it's harder now that there's a possibility people might recognize me. Because it's I'm a stranger, but I don't know for sure that everyone else, mm. I can't, it, there's a possibility that I might not be able to blend in, which makes it even weirder. Because now you're just like, ah, be your best you alone at a wedding. I don't know what to do with myself. I've never been in a situation where I only knew the bride and groom, but I have been to one where uh, I was dating. It was my boyfriend at the time's friends, and he was in the wedding party. And so Ooh, I I yeah. barely had, he had so you hung you know, out obligations. To, yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, and strangers. But a lot of them were like, oh, you're, you know, Matt's girlfriend. So I could, you know, hang out. And they were nice enough, but it just is a, it's a weird, it's like being at a party you weren't invited to is what it feels like. A party of people you don't know. And they're not going to kick you out, but like, did you want to be here? You're like, yeah, I'm here to support these people who I like, Uh, but it's tough. I don't think I have a go-to. Travis, I bet you crush in this situation. There's a few places. One is if there's a cocktail hour. Yeah. Because it calls for mingling. to move around. Yeah, but don't you don't want to be that person who just goes up to people at a wedding and is like, "So, how do you know the like, bride? Hey, like, how are uh. we?" So one thing is, if they have little tables that people are kind of hovering around, you can join. Especially if it's uh, if they're walking around with like hors d'oeuvres and there's really good ones, you, those can be kind of the icebreaker. Like in which way, Travis? Let's imagine I'm I'm bringing around a tray. You're standing at a table. I'm bringing around a tray of stuffed mushrooms. Ready? I was scene. Just Go. about to Go. say stuffed yeah. mushrooms. Hey, do you guys want some stuff? <clears throat> you want some stuffed mushrooms? Yeah, I do. Katie, you should really try these. I had one earlier, and they are really good. Oh, that Travis is great! I oh. actually love that. I'd be like. 
like, okay, dude. Like, even if you haven't had one yet, you can lie just to create that conversation. Wow. So Travis is saying start new friendships off with a lie. And look, I don't want to endorse that idea on the grand scheme. But in 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 this little tiny level of like at a wedding where you're probably never going to see most of these people again, I do endorse that. You can have a little tiny lie, just a small one, not one that if these people do somehow become your very best friends, it's going to come back to bite you in the butt. Like, don't tell them that you were once on that MTV show making the band and you lived in the house and you almost made it to O-Town, but you didn't because Ashley Parker Angel beat you out. Don't tell them that. <laughs> it will make you seem cooler and more interesting, but that's going to come back to bite you in the butt. Just tell me you were like the sixth girl in Danity Kane. Nobody remembers who all they all were. Were there six of them? I, see, I remember exactly. zero Just say Kane. like you, you a, just, just missed the cut. I don't even... Man, yeah, did see, they show anything... us Farnsworth Bentley? Anyway, anything Travis says is going to be better than anything I can think of because when you when you started your scenario with hi stuffed mushrooms, anyway, I instantly panicked. Like, oh my god, what would I say? So anything <laughs> get, Travis well, you says, get, you need a mushroom. Yeah, I would just I would eat it and then just I drop look some around. of it on my dress. I'd do something weird with the napkin. I'd I would talk stuff with my it face in my with teeth it for and then the rest of the at day. The second I put it in my mouth, yeah. someone asked me a question, and now I'm awkwardly trying to like swallow all of it whole so I can answer the question. Oh my god, also, yeah. Like, and then you start choking with, like, and then you need medical assistance. And yeah, oh my god, it's a disaster. If you're alone so anyway, at a Travis, wedding what you, like what that, wait, if you're alone at a wedding like that, I brought up an important point. You don't have any allies, so don't eat anything with small flecks of parsley in it because you have no one to ask if you have food in your teeth Ooh, and you will go the entire wedding with food in your teeth. Travis, go ahead. Uh, the other thing though is if you only know the bride and the groom, that means that you can hit the dance floor and just go wild it, it, it really does sound like travis experiences freedom in this situation <laughs> whereas just, you and i feel flourishing. a crushing sense of everyone's gonna notice we're alone and not talking to anybody and travis is like you don't know anybody go dance and yeah, i'm like not... oh my god the last thing i want to do is dance because then now my body's moving around and i'm by myself and, and I people don't know can what see to do. it and, yeah. yeah and people know that i'm the loser dancing by myself and travis is thriving go to the kids moment. go to the little kids win over the little kids or the old ladies and then people will be like oh that's that nice guy yeah get the grandma on your side that's the great thing go ahead travis i know you can't butt in because you get that big old lip and it's hard enough to talk <laughs> we'll stop no go you're ahead. right though you go dance like if there's a little girl or the grandmother dance with them or if there's just a group of girls go over there and like try to and dance with one and like spin around because then the rest of the girls are like oh i want to dance too yeah, well, the spinning around of is we see you, you know, we see right through that. When you pick up a little girl and you're the stranger and you're trying to, that's like people always use that as a way to win over a bridesmaid. They're like, oh, really take the flower girl and give her a spin. And it's like, yeah, we've seen this move before. Like, it's, we're not impressed by you anymore. But then also, you, you're going to be seated too for your dinner. So that's where it gets weird. Hopefully, no, the that's, bride and that's groom the e that you know actually spot. love you and they sat you with a bunch of people, some of whom were also there alone. Hopefully you're not the lone loner at a wedding. I would say that's that is the opportunity when you're at that table. I hope that the bride and groom knew me and loved me enough <laughs> to put me at a table with people that I can mingle with. That way I make a friend at that table and then I'm not mm -hmm, by myself mm -hmm. the rest of the night. Having one good joke, don't be a ham, but having like a good joke that gets a laugh at the table and then shutting the f*** up for the rest of the night will go really <laughs> far in gaining you friends. Not being the person who has to, and I'm saying this like as a cautionary tale to myself who has hammed it up before and then loathes herself the next day. 
throw out a funny thing or do one helpful thing for the table. Like if everyone's saying that they didn't get any bread, you go up to the maitre d' or whatever they're called and be like, hey, our table didn't get any bread. Can we get some? Then you win over the table. Go get a round of drinks from the open bar for the whole Ooh, table. Yes, and then boom, That's you've got great. people who are like, that person's cool. They're not just here for themselves. If they're buried in their phone, it's not because they're weird and we should avoid them. It's because they're alone. And that's what I would do if I was alone. It just wins. It gets you on there. You get the benefit of the doubt. Buy their hearts with alcohol. Yes. That's my, that's, that's what I hope solution. you did, Matt. And, or sneak off to the bathroom and call your favorite podcast. That seems like totally normal human behavior to me. <laughs> and I appreciate that you did it, Matt. And I'm also really sorry to have said that out loud because it brought Travis pain because Travis can't smile without his entire face hurting. And I need to get to why. Because in my head, Travis got into a fight this weekend and I must know everything behind it. But what I bet actually happened is that like somebody opened a car door too fast. But anyway, I digress. The number if you want to ask us a question like what the hell happened to Travis is 860-506-5571. Please don't ask that question because uh, it we're going to hopefully get the answer now hi it's friendly banter i'm fine christina you're fine travis what travis. happened <laughs> what's up so remember a couple of podcasts ago we talked about like stubbing your toe on your bed frame oh boy yeah i, st- oh. I stubbed my yeah, face you can't stub a face that's not i'm not letting you get away okay with so that. you cannot stub your no face. so i will first tell the story the side of what i remember then i will talk about peace and my oh. night together so yeah. I, I remember Ubering home from, from a friend's house. Drunk. Yeah. Okay. Why else do you use Uber? <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to, well, because uh, I, you don't have a car? I don't know. I don't have a car. You don't know the parking situation? There are yeah, plenty of reasons. The next thing reasons. I remember is uh, running to the sink as I'm just gushing blood and like holding it in my hand to try to, oh, you God. know. I listen there was only two droplets of blood in the kitchen like now the sink looked like a murder scene so then like I'm taking towels somehow I had the wherewithal I took club soda doused my bedroom carpet Ooh. there's not a speck of blood no way Good so I had always heard that you can't use it's either don't use cold or don't use hot, but I never remember which. And so it's not a useful. But on blood, you're only <laughs> supposed to use e- either very cold or very hot water. I don't remember. It's one or the other. Figure it out. Uh, it kind of trial matters, and error. But- I called one of my friends that I knew that I was with. And when I did, I didn't have any under. I didn't know what time it was. I didn't know like. Travis, what is happening? How much did you drink? Oh, I drank a lot. Why? What was the occasion? Friday. It was a Friday okay. night. All right. <laughs> um, and in reality, looking back, my Uber was at 1.26 a.m. Okay. Bad boy. Mm-hmm. I was fast asleep. Nothing good happens after midnight. Cammy Nolan was right. I Keep called going. him at 3.45 a.m. 3.45. Whoa. And then... Okay. Uh, the next morning, putting pieces together, I took my contacts out. Oh, that's good. Have you ever tried to do that after having already done that? Have you ever been drunk enough to start yeah, taking out your like, eyeball and realize yep, that and you I'm already like, took your contact out? No, because you just go over the contact <sighs> case and see that they're there. Yeah, well, that's, you if you were with it, sure. Not when you wear dailies and you flick what? them wherever. Or you're drunk and you just oh, no. didn't see, think I, to Yeah, I put them logical. away, closed the cap. I had a cup that I, I had with me. I put that was in the sink. I had changed. 
so my two working so you take care of yourself until the unfortunate happens. So my two working Which we theories still don't know what it is. is uh, the you don't know. Oh my god. The first one is I was walking to bed and I had a vertical fan by the foot of the bed in the by my bedroom door. I know I hit it because it's broken. Uh, <laughs> Demolished. And then I'm guessing I <laughs> tripped and fell, bashed my face into the side of my bed frame ah, because there's. Ah. There's spots of blood on the inside oh, of the bed frame. Oh, my God. And then so theory one is clean those up before and just God forbid anything, any other crime happens in your room. You don't want those specks of blood to come back to haunt. And you. then by the blood that was dried on one side of my face is the theory Ugh. is that I then knocked myself out and yeah, laid you there. knocked yourself out for Easily. sure. Laid there for at, at. Oh, I'd say anywhere from an hour to two hours before I came to it. Working theory number two is that I got up at some point to use the restroom and then came back and fell. But I don't remember falling. Well, regardless, you fell because you smashed your face. <laughs> I had about like a billion white claws, though. A billion what? White claws. Oh, my God. What flavor? Uh, every flavor. Wow. What was <laughs> your favorite? Well, so I like, like I, the rainbow. I bet I've I had like I had more white claws that Friday night than I've had combined in my life because usually I'm OK. I get like bring my vodka. This is um not kids. Don't do this. Uh, uh, disclaimer. Don't. This is a bad thing to do. This is the wrong behavior. This is behavior that is not to be emulated or aspired to. That's just a. The views and tweets of Travis Rockhold do not reflect those of this podcast. <laughs> so after I called my friend and he was like, "If you need, if I, if you need to get taken somewhere, like call me, or whatever." And for some reason, I decided to uh, Facetime my mom. And she at couldn't sleep. 45 so in the morning. 2.45 her time. But yeah. What? Oh, like good, that good, makes good. a difference. Oh, 2.45. Yeah, She'd good. be uh, up watching well, that lock. She, uh, talking to her the next day, she's like, I had had issues. <laughs> I couldn't sleep. So I just happened to like kind of be awake and talking to her. She's like, you know, trying to ask me what's going on. And she's like, I'm like surprised at like how like well you seem right now. Like I had like I was like together. Like I like. Not well, like probably like not. I think the adrenaline so knocked the drunk out of me. Y yes, that's well, what, actually, the oh, bed yeah, frame that happens. The... That's a jet, that's body chemistry. Body chemistry. That's like when you start to when your body kicks into, oh, we can't, we're not around anymore. Something's going on. Yeah, when your body hits panic mode, you yeah. are no longer drunk. Uh, next day, I wasn't hungover. My brother, when he was in, at college and a kid fell down the staircase, and he said he came around the corner uh, and saw him laying there, and his body was like, okay. You're not drunk anymore. Get this man nope. to the hospital. You gotta fix this. Like, I went into my phone, like the history. I'm like, All right, let's see if I was on Chrome to like, if I was, you know, to time in. I wasn't on my phone, at least on Chrome, like past the time I got home. So I'm guessing that I just That's gave. That's so weird. I'm pretty sure I just knocked myself out and gave myself like a mild concussion. Just you know, playing hurt. No big yeah. deal today. What, did you have enough to eat that day? I actually ate. Uh, yeah, I ate before I left to go to the party. And then we had uh, like pizza and wings there, too. Pizza. Party pizza. Yeah. Because mm. the only time that anything similar has happened to me, I pieced mine together. And it was a little simpler. It was because I had uh, gone to the gym too hard and started to freak out as I was trying to go to sleep. And then I remember saying to myself, oh, if you drink water. Mm -hmm. Leg day will do that what? to you. Yeah. Um, it, I remember reading somewhere that if you drank water, it could make you less 
leg day. Um, and so I went <laughs> to the kitchen and then I woke up on the floor and I was drooling like crazy. Like there's a puddle of drool on the floor with me. Because I remember waking up, peeling my face off the floor and being like, why did I go to sleep on the floor? That was weird. Then I got up and I got into bed and I'm laying down on my white sheets and I kind of was like, hold on, maybe that wasn't drool. And I picked my face up and oh, it had God. been blood and there was blood all over the floor and my pillowcase now. And I went and I ran into the bathroom and my like tooth, I still have a scar from it, had gone through my lip. I had gotten oh, out of God. bed to get the water and then just hit my knees to the ground from a full standing, knees to the ground, face to the ground. So it was like thud, thud. Thud, thud. So my knee was all jacked up. My chin felt like a piece of the bone had chipped off and was floating. It was terror. And I was also, it was still leg day. So I was freaking out. Uh, it was really bad. Oh, no. And you can stupid. see on the wood frame of the bed, like on the side, there are like a couple chips where I'm guessing. Mm. And like, how are your teeth? Your teeth okay? My teeth are, yeah, they're, um, they're all there, but they're sore. And then on the inside is where it's the worst. Damn. And inside of your lip? Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. Your tooth yeah, that's definitely not good. went in there. That's what that is. Uh, yeah, that's not good. Luckily, my sister in law's. Did you go to a doctor or did you just like clean it up? I, I FaceTimed my sister in law uh, Saturday morning, who is a midwife, I want to say. And she was, was like. All Saturday morning, technically. Huh? This was all Saturday morning, technically. It was 3.45. Oh, yeah. And she was like, no, you're fine. And then I'm like, today I'm like, send a photo. I'm like, are you, are we sure? Like, there's, it's a lot of white. And she's like, yeah, that's, that's it trying to scab in your mouth. And she's like, are you doing yeah. like saltwater ew, rinses? Ew, I'm like, that's the band name, scab in your mouth. And um, <sighs> she's like, and are you saltwater rinsing? I'm like, yeah. And she's like, okay, well, that's like, that. Help, that's kind of like the same thing as like peroxide. It's going to make it like white. But it just... Have you ever put hydrogen peroxide on something? Yeah, it bubbles and it gets all white. I, uh, it's creepy. It's hard to like just sleep because then it's just like... You just think about it? Well, and that's the one thing is I when I finally tried to go to bed after the adrenaline came down, like the amount, the, the sheer pain was brutal. And then so I put a um, an ice pack on my face mm. and then I woke up in the morning. The ice pack was on the ground. So I... Pretty sure Let's I just, just like passed it. out with the ice pack on my face too. You have you yeah. you should get Oragel. I do have, have like I, numbing. Yep, yeah. I have Oragel. That stuff rules. I've had enough mouth accidents that I'm very familiar with. Oragel, whether it be softballs off the face or leg day. Um. <laughs> I've never um, I've never gotten drunk and smashed my face, but I've definitely injured myself. I think the most recent was probably. I don't know, about a year ago, I uh, had come home after drinking and uh, also decided to take a little trip to the gym, a little late night sesh. Is it after and, midnight? Uh, was I, laying... don't, I don't mix. Oh, yeah. Nope, doesn't mix well. So I was laying in bed and decided, okay, now I'm starving. So I get up to make a little like late night snack. I don't know what it is I Did made. To make tacos? I, I truly have no idea. <laughs> I because bet. When I, I guess what happened was I took a plate out of my cabinet and turned and must have either tripped over air or something and fell to the ground. And I didn't hit my face or anything, but the plate smashed on the ground and then cut open my hand. Oh. So, and when I you're, and like a, fun fact, when you're drunk, your blood is thin and it just yeah, comes pouring it out. It literally looked like Oof. I had like 
chopped my hand off because mm-hmm. I, 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 and I, at the mo- at the time I was like, huh, that's going to hurt tomorrow. Didn't feel anything in the moment. I just saw all the blood and was like, yeah, this isn't going to be good. Woke up the next morning and my entire like arm was just in utter pain, but I haven't, I haven't smashed my face. And then hopefully knock on wood. I don't know if you can see there's like a fine line right here. Yeah. Yeah. I see. It's not that fine. Uh, That's like, I'm pretty sure that's the the baseboard. Oh God, Travis! And my fan's broken too. Travis, that poor like, thing. And, that, together, and now I got it, buddy. What are we doing? Fan. What's the lesson we learned here? Don't put a fan by the foot of your bed where you walk in. <laughs> Don't put a fan at the foot of your bed when you walk in. It might scare you, cause you to walk into that's it, what break I it. Over, now it doesn't though. even work. That's well, what I tripped over. It sure, you think? No, I know. It's, it's, the fans, the fans broken. Like there's so there's maybe you fell plastic. into it. Maybe you fell into it. Maybe you tripped over something else. Maybe your brain was just like, "We're gonna shut off for a sec," and then you fell into the fan. Don't be. Maybe you're victim blaming right now. That fan can't ever work again. Speaking of like demolishing your fan because either you tripped over it or you fell onto it, but it's broken. Have you All ever alleged. fallen into something and just totally broken it? I soberly yeah, I broke one my time face. tripped and fell. Well, yes, but tripped and fell into um, a standing laundry basket, like one of those plastic ones you get from like Target or something. Fell into it and Ooh. like just destroyed it yeah that's like like out of a movie when you trip and fall into the wedding cake and you're like oh no i don't think that's ever happened to me but i do specifically do you remember the feeling of fear when you would break something that belonged to your parents or you did something you weren't supposed to do when you were a kid i remember there were these like three hanging photos on the walls of my bathroom and i was blow drying my hair and i like lifted my elbow up and bumped just a little bit one of the pictures from the bottom so it lifted it off the nail that it was on and then it slid down the wall and smashed and i remember the feeling in my body that was immediately like i want to go back to five minutes ago when this (laughs) hadn't happened happened. and i want to be that katie and i want to stop blow drying my hair because i don't even need to do this right now because i don't want to deal with the consequences of what's about to happen to me it was such a terrifying feeling of dread when something would break and you were a kid and you were like oh i'm in trouble and the worst part is so i've had mashed potatoes Mm. macaroni and cheese Mm. ice cream that's all i've had how's that the worst part yeah, try, that sounds like, oh, incredible. What are you talking? You get to eat like a grown baby, no, but you don't yeah. get the satisfaction of like food. You're just like, like well, the blenders, yeah. blender technology is very evolved now, so you could probably blend a steak right up. And Luckily, you drink that. My water bottle, like I can just squirt it because it hurts to just like put oh, it on the lip to pucker up your lips. Uh, so I just like oh, squirt no the water in every time, anytime soon. Yikes! So that was my uh. My weekend. It sounds like a good well, weekend in general. My, I mean, nothing happened any of the other days, right? What's that? I didn't hear what you said. You Nothing happened any of the other days. You didn't, like, lose any money or... No, I laid here for the last two days. Yeah, so that's... I mean, me too. Same. I mean, I didn't I Carly, my bed the majority so. of the weekend. But there was not yeah. that much... There wasn't a whole lot on yesterday, which was a bummer. Mm, yeah. Well, speaking of things well, on... Manifest exactly. is back on. I mean, season four coming to Netflix. This is not an endorsement or an ad in any way. This is a this is a this is a this is a disclaimer. Group. 
This is a support group is what this is. This is helping each other bravely with our names on it, non-anonymously. Manifest, quick refresher course, is a a just detached from reality um, scripted show that was about a group of people on a plane that disappeared and then came back two years or something later. That um, How many years later? Five and a half. Five and a half years later, and to the people on the plane, it was it, it had been five minutes, and to the people that are uh, the rest of the people, it had been five and a half years, um, and it, and what happens, and all the things that ensue from that, and boy, does it go off the rails, and then it like gets back on them, only to then you're not even on a train anymore, you're in a plane. It's dream logic that this show operates on, but it sucks you in the same way Lost did, where it's like you can't give up till we answer these questions. It didn't answer any of the questions, and then it got canceled. And everybody was like, hmm? And it, it now it's back, which is simultaneously great news and awful news. The great news is there's light at the end of the tunnel. I'm going to be done with this show. The awful news is it's 20 whole episodes more of the show. It's an hour long, right? I think so. Yeah, if you're doing a 20-episode season and I'm going to binge it. But they're going to uh, break it. I think they're going to break it up. They're sure. not going to release all 20. Whatever. Either way, there's 20 more episodes of the, of of this. And if they don't wrap this show up, I will devote my life to destroying the people involved in creating it. If it doesn't come to an end that makes sense, I'm going to be pissed. Yeah, because the pain of watching how it ended was worse than my face. Really? That's bold. <laughs> but bold. I appreciate. And let's speak only for it, yourself it here. It's it's worse really than the pain beautiful. that your face caused you, but your face is causing us pain as well at this moment. Uh, and I'd compare them. I'd say they're equal. I do appreciate the amount of people that tweeted at us about Manifest was simply amazing. I know. We've got informants, dude. We've got people who let us know when news related we, to us is occurring. We literally have a source for everything. I know, and it's incredible. I'm telling you, and I've said it before, and I hate to brag, but we have the greatest podcast audience of all podcasts. They're the smartest, which backfires for us sometimes because they know yes. a lot more than we do. I mean, most um, time, every time. But but they're usually pretty gentle <laughs> about it. Um, that uh, I just stupidly opened the Reddit while in the middle of a sentence and got distracted because it, it's hard to look at people talking about you and try not to focus on it. Because uh, I was did, looking for something. Did you know that uh, eight two eight is like the big like there was a huge like manifest movement on August twenty eighth because of the flight number. Oh God. Well, that makes sense. Oh God. Yeah, I saw a lot of people tweeting at us and at you guys about Manifest. Christina was collateral. She's never seen it. She hasn't uh, yeah, she's like, it. I don't want anything to do with it. this. No, I haven't seen it. You guys have told me not to watch it. So I was home alone all weekend. My boyfriend was away. So I take that time to just find the weirdest, strangest, whatever I want to watch on TV. Um, and I really, for a minute, a really long minute on Saturday night, debated starting <gasps> Manifest because I no. had nothing else on. Do you want to no. know what I watched instead? What? I watched Cooking with Paris Hilton on oh, Netflix. Jesus. And let me tell oh, you. I can't tell let you. Me this tell was a you. better movie. And here I thought my decisions this Friday night were bad. was, yeah. no, it was <laughs> were incredible. Were. Anybody <gasps> who is looking for something so mindless that combines my favorite things which is a cooking show and just stupid reality tv this is the show she brings on famous friends 
Kim Kardashian, uh, all sorts of other like internet internet people. But what's fun? To Name me, any other people. Who else? Nicole Richie uh, doesn't uh, count. Have you? Are they uh, even still oh, friends? Um, That'd be amazing. Nikki, Nikki Glazer is on it, and so is Whitney Cummings. They were huh. both on it. Um, it's just, she cooks her, the whole thing is she picks a recipe and then invites a friend over, they cook it and then they eat it. And everything about it is just, it's just so, it's so Paris, all of her, all of her, like, <laughs> what they I cook. don't know how else to describe it. It's so uh, hot. They cook every, no, and what's crazy to me is she talks like, she's like, this is so hot. Like as <sighs> she's cooking and I'm like, I love this. I'm eating this up. I love, love it this. because it's okay. reality. I love TV. that you love it. Yeah. It's trash, yeah. but they're also cooking and they're not bad. Like she's not a bad cook. So it's like, she's actually making good. How the hell did Paris food? Hilton become a good cook? Good for her. It's like you've definitely made, never needed to know how to do that. Dinner. She's yeah. basting a turkey. Well, she they probably have a chef on the turkey. side helping them out and everything. Like, All right, you Travis, maybe. Or maybe she Travis. just likes to cook. I mean, people you can like what? to cook. She could be a really good cook. And I'm going to choose to believe that Paris Hilton is a very good cook. Uh, but I absolutely love it. It's six episodes. They're 20 minutes long. Uh, go and love it and binge watch it all in one night if you want to, like I did. Um, it combines the best of all worlds, basically cooking, reality TV, and it's mindless. You don't have to really pay attention. You have and to like awesome. the specific worlds that Christina seems to like. And oh, I understand yeah, if you don't. If you don't, <laughs> if um, you don't like anything of what I just I said, Carly, which is a lot yeah, of people, right? Go right yeah. ahead and just not pay attention. But if you yeah. do happen to like all of the trashy things I just said, go right ahead and love it. Yeah. yeah. What did I do this weekend? I watched tv i think not even I, wa- I listened to podcasts i watched a little tv oh my god myrtle threw up on dan oh no <laughs> we were sitting on the couch no. he had come home from the road this was the weekend i was supposed to go but i couldn't go because my mom got sick and so he came he left he came home saturday night really late and so sunday we were sitting on the couch talking so we didn't see each other for a couple days, having this great conversation. And then all of a sudden, uh, you, it, she normally will do like a huh, 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 and then it'll, you know. So you know what's but she was, yeah, she was on the couch with her head on Dan's lap, and she just all of a sudden just went, Pah, and just uh. puked her whole meal in between oh. the couch cushions. <laughs> And onto mm. Dan's leg. And so we just were like, what? Like, I was so stunned. And it was armed. It was upper body day. What do you call it when it's not leg day? But you go to the gym. Arm day? Arm, arm day. Chest day? Chest arm day. day. Traps. So go, day? If a girl said chest. You don't say traps day. That would be a very specific day. <laughs> anyway, it had. we had hit that. We had hit our workout earlier. Oh, and so yeah. I, it was so funny. And I was in such shock that it had happened. Because it came out of nowhere. In the middle of like an important conversation. Dan and I were having. That I just was like. I kept going. Like I couldn't, it was between, like I was on the verge of like laugh crying and also crying because my couch was now going to be covered in dog puke. Um, it was, I just crumbled to the Let's floor. Let's get club soda and it cleans it up probably too. Well, I don't have club soda in my house because I don't drink vodka soda and you wouldn't either unless you also had a bottle of Tito's. Like it, it I don't have club soda in my house, but thank you for the advice two days later. It works. Day later. We got it out. It's fine. But it was just... You know, imagine you're just looking at the the guy you love and you're having one of those really nice Sundays and there's your dog and everything's great and you're all of a sudden you're both like, what, what? 
Dan like pulled his shorts off. It was like, it's on my leg. And he had to, oh my oh, God, no. it was a whole thing. But um, she seems to be okay now. I think she was having some sort of an allergic reaction because her skin was all, underneath her fur was all red and bumpy in certain spots. And then her ear oh. was all red. And I was like, damn, I got to take her to the vet tomorrow. And then she woke up today and she was fine. Everything was fine. She ate her food. She had no problems. It's very strange. How many white claws did she have? She's being a weirdo. Probably a lot. We're trying to piece together her <laughs> night, but her memory is useless because, you know, she only remembers a couple words. So, yeah, not really helpful and she can't really communicate with us. But yeah, I think that was the, I hate to say, highlight of my weekend. Oh, remember last week when I told you I had the best pizza, that carbonara pizza from yes. Antique Bar and Bakery? Uh, I had obviously talked about it at length to Dan saying that I had my best dinner when he wasn't there. And so we order. he was like, I hate to do this, but would you want to order it again? And I was like, why do you hate to do that? I would love to order it again. We did. And I was so nervous because you know when you rave about something and then you show Ooh, it to someone yeah, yeah, and then yeah. it might not be. And he took one bite and he was like, it's the best thing I've ever had. And I was like, yes. And then halfway through, when he, we were still eating and watching probably Jeopardy or maybe the challenge uh, he turned to me and he was like I've thought about bringing up how good this is again three more times every <laughs> bite is good and I'm like I know uh, so if you happen to be in this very specific neighborhood go to go to that restaurant and get that pizza because it is incredible the challenge we haven't talked about that at all I haven't you haven't watched it Have no, you watched no it? I watch it every Wednesday night yeah, it's oh. uh, this season. It's bothering me because it is simultaneously taking itself too seriously and it's leaning too hard into the we're like an action movie. So it's like these useless explosions that have nothing to do with the challenge, uh, or like literally the, the the thing they're competing in, but they're just supposed to make it look like Fast and the Furious. And then yet they're also leaning too hard into the we're the fifth major sport. And it's like you can't be both. You can't be a movie and also a sport. You have to pick which one you're trying to be. Yeah, I noticed they love to, you know, the explosions to make you think this is this crazy challenge yeah. when all it is is somebody dropping things out of an airplane you catch them you put them in a bag you run to the finish line yeah like it's very simple then they need like i miss when there was like five people working out and the rest were just hammered and laying by the yes. pool now everybody works out all the time like i remember when it was like evelyn like was the only one working out. out yeah yeah not going to the gym working out that's different but yeah so it's it's good it's good. CT is starting to look like old school CT in the sense, in both senses that number one, he seems like he's being less responsible than he was before. I think he might be single now. And then number two, I hate to say that these two go hand in hand, but man, he looks hot. Well, this isn't the fifth. He's not an athlete. It's not the fifth so. sport. So we're good right yeah. now. They're trying CT's, to. CT's reminding me of when I had a dumb crush on him back when he first started being on TV. <laughs> but that's neither here nor there and not to be shared as public knowledge. It's just between us and our close friends who listen to this pod, who, if you'll remember, I complimented a few minutes ago. So you should be nice to me and pay it back by not telling anyone I said that CT is pretty hot and that exactly that particular brand, unfortunately, does it for me because of where and when I was raised. It's not my fault. I'm a product of my environment. What else? I, can I ask you a question? Do you guys watch a lot of YouTube? Yeah. Well, specifically, what what kind of YouTube? Yeah, it's, I guess, a good question. I mean, like, people talking about YouTube and YouTubers? No. Yeah. The, have they... I was watching a video the other day, and somebody bleeped the word 
attack. They were like, he attacked her, and they bleeped the word attack. And I was curious about that because, uh, look, I haven't been, I haven't watched YouTube videos in a while, so I don't know what their whole deal is right now. Like, I know there's a lot of things you've got to get around in order to make your ad sales, AdSense money or whatever, and there's, like, guidelines and stuff. I know I've missed a couple rounds of those since I used to make YouTube videos, (laughs) but I was just like, what are we doing? Are we good? Yeah, I haven't. Do we just bleep words that sound mean now? I don't know. I think maybe, I I don't know if that's a guideline or like a rule. I don't know if maybe they're just trying to be sensitive to the audience. Which I get, but there's an oversensitivity that has a negative effect. Yeah, exactly. Because if you are, the way I see it is, because I've watched videos where people get like bleep crazy and now you're leaving too much up for interpretation it's confusing of what, it's exactly confusing. Like, it's like what are you leaving out because if you're bleeping out something that's really not that bad just to be saying in the first place then now i'm assuming far worse right or it's also like i don't know or it's confusing just to follow the story. Say what the like person did to the lot. person so that we can have that out in the open and now we can assess it and discuss it. Because if you're bleeping what the verb, if you're bleeping the, the verb, then how do I know? Yeah, yeah. Trigger warnings I understand are like heads up, this is sensitive content. Or yeah, we're going to exactly. be having per- uh, vivid descriptions of whatever. But uh, bleeping the word like violent is like, what are we doing? I'm going to pick a word, each, a word for each episode and just bleep it. Even okay, though it has no it bad, and. and then you'll have to go through and bleep every every time we say "and." Well, I'm not going to pick and that people word. People will be like, "These are just sentence fragments. What's happening on this podcast?" <laughs> uh, mental health update. How's every? I mean, Travis, are you in the protocol right now? I think physically, it then blends into mentally. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm just a little worried about your brain. Coach tried to take my helmet, and I mm. said, "No, I'm staying on the field." No, that uh, was a bad choice. I worked yesterday on Sunday. Uh, did, you get any, did you have any headaches? Any residual headaches? Uh, yeah, I had a headache earlier today. It might still be from that. Little oh, ones, but system. I don't have like bright lights don't bother me. I'm not getting like, the, like nauseous or anything. Thing? But oh, I mean, I remember working theory is I knocked myself out. So I'm guessing I had yeah. a little concussion, but you know. Yeah. Well, at least there was one knockout this weekend. Listen, you, you know, got to play through some things sometimes. I mean, that's not, no, you don't. Um, again, the views of Travis have literally never reflected the views of this podcast. <laughs> you don't have to play through it. Uh, you can take a break. Uh, there was a TikTok I saw yesterday that was really funny. Of You know that trend where it's like, wow, bow now, now. Now and it's like you take a yes. it takes a picture of you looking and saying the opposite and it was a, a a person being like taking a break for your mental health does not make you selfish and then during the freeze it was like unless it's me yeah. <laughs> it's like you're doing okay it's taking a day off and doing nothing does not make you lazy unless it's you you lazy piece of shit, like to themselves <laughs> in the mirror and I was like boy I've never related to a TikTok more than this one we were like everyone I, I it's okay except me I'm the worst. It's bad when I do it. So that's my mental health update. That's where I'm at. I'm trying to figure I, out what I my saw, life means uh, and what I want to do with it. And I hate thinking about any of that because it's all so big. I hate when every, I know this sounds stupid, but when everybody goes, what do you want? And you're like, I don't know. Somebody to tell me what to do next. I, not me. I don't want to have to do it. What do I want? To sit in my bed and watch dumb shows all day. Duh. 
it's not viable. What do, why, what am I supposed to want? Help. <laughs> um, I, I did absolutely nothing this weekend. So all day yesterday, uh, laid in bed, watched TikTok. I saw a TikTok like that. And the caption was something like, um, what anxious people do. Uh, and it was like, you know, talk to a therapist. And then during the freeze frame, it's like, uh, random body aches and just ignore it. And like, just like things like that, like <laughs> yeah. things that come with being anxious and or depressed where you have body aches, you, your scalp is itchy and you don't know why. And now you're overthinking it and you get random headaches and you like stress headaches. You don't know why all of the signs of, Hey, I should take care of myself, but I'm too anxious to then further mm-hmm. look into these It makes these me too anxious to consider the ways yep. in which I have to take care of myself. Oh yeah. yeah. Yep. So that's what I did all day yesterday. Uh, That's fun. Watch TikToks that just further told me that I'm anxious. So that's where we're at. Let's do nothing about it. You didn't fall getting into bed, so that's a victory. That is a victory. Exactly. Compared to Travis, we all won the weekend. So Travis, thank you for your service. (laughs) Uh, Today on the podcast, I don't know. I was going to have Travis tell me the news. Now I feel like he can't use his mouth. Mets giving fans the thumbs down. Okay. Mets players, I should say. Yeah. Uh. One of the Paul brothers, they. I watched it. Travis Dan came into the room in the morning and said, "Tell me you uh, tell me you need I help without telling me you more. need help." He yeah. no, he walked into my room into the bedroom and he goes, "I owe you. I'm gonna give you fifty more dollars." And I was like, "Why?" He was like, "I want to watch that Paul brother fight." And I was like, "No." I said, "No." And he was like. I think I have to. And then I watched him. I'll tell you more, obviously, but go through the progression throughout the fight that I went through the last time I watched a Paul Brother fight where I'm like, okay, welcome to where I am now. We're never doing this again. Um, what else, Travis? Uh, Naomi Osaka had a... Uh... Good tweet. Good tweet, Mike. Yep. Yep. Okay. Um, What else do we have here? Oh, Lewis Hamilton had a bad bathroom incident. Oh, F1. The return of F1, maybe. So I, I hope you guys got your got your stuff together because speaking well, of things we got tweeted does. at us, there were a lot of people saying that F1 you guys have to take a swing at this weekend. And I'm willing to do it. I've considered and I'm willing, but there's a lot riding on this. Yeah. I mean, Travis, the silence does not make uh, me I, I uh, feel prepared. confident. I feel prepared. Travis, mm. on the other hand, I don't know how much he'll be able to offer considering he did not watch Anyway. Listen, I'm playing her. Okay. It's okay. Well, it's all right. That's, does it, you don't get to excuse. use it as an excuse. You're choosing to play. We tried to take you out of the game. You're choosing to play. You don't get to then say every time you suck that you you play and hurt. I but can, you are playing. I can. Hurt, so, okay. You can't. What happened in sports, Travis? Uh, so, <laughs> Javi Baez and Francisco Lindor found themselves in a little PR problem. Um They've been losing a lot lately. The Mets have. Yes. Uh-huh. And as uh, Javi Baez, who was newly acquired from the Cubs, crossed home plate, he gestured with uh, thumbs this down. This when? Sunday? Yes. Sorry. Yes. Okay. Yes, on Sunday. Uh, All right. So they, it's back-to-back wins for the first time since August 12th. And he gave thumbs down with both his thumbs as he crossed home plate. And then... I don't know if he was asked about it or if he just volunteered it. And he said, I play for the fans and I love the fans, but they're going to do that. Talking about booing. They're putting more pressure on the team. Wait, when did they boo before when they, I were think bad. they've been booed during the losing streak. Okay. okay. Uh, 
And so he was basically giving the fans thumbs down. Okay. Uh, and then Mets uh, president, Sandy Alderson. Do you want me to read it? It's long and you've yes, got a list. please. This is the message from Mets president, Sandy Alderson. In a post-game press conference today, Javi Baez stated that his thumbs-down gesture during the game was a message to fans who recently have booed him and other players for poor performance. For poor performance is very hard to say. (laughs) I would have struggled mightily. Uh, These comments and any gestures by him or other players with a similar intent are totally unacceptable and will not be tolerated. Is this still his statement? Mets fans are understandably frustrated. Are these? Is this still his yeah, statement? Yeah. Because there's no end quote. Mets fans are understandably frustrated over the team's recent performance. The players in the organization are equally frustrated, but fans at City Field have every right to express their own disappointment. Booing is every fan's right. The Mets will not tolerate any player gesture that is unprofessional in its meaning or is directed in a negative way toward our fans. Um, This is insane. I will be meeting with our players and staff to convey this message directly. Mets fans are loyal, passionate, knowledgeable, among other things, and more well, that was me, that's my edit, and more (laughs) than willing to express themselves we love them for every one of these qualities um so here's the thing yes booing is every fan's right sure i guess i don't think we're living in a time where fans need to be reminded they have the right to do what they want in regards to the way they treat athletes i would say that the pendulum is ready to swing the other way where fans kind of start to act more responsibly because we've found that their ability to interact with athletes and uh affect players either physically or mentally during or after a game that the fan proximity to players sometimes has felt a little too close over recent years. Multiple uh, examples that we've seen of that. So it is weird to me to be like every fan has the right to boo. Nobody said they didn't. What happened was the fans got booed with silently from one guy with two thumbs and there, it's like, what? so does ha- you're saying Javi Baez does not have the right to boo fans? I don't... Yeah, basically they're saying, you know, the players have no right to then retaliate and say, stop booing me. <laughs> like, the fans are allowed to boo. Like, that's a... It, but the but players it, it, yeah. are not allowed to say, it, This stop just it. feels like one of those situations where if I didn't hear from Mets president Sandy Alderson about what happened, I'd be like, yeah, of course I'm not going to hear from the president of the team. Because it, it doesn't... So who cares? If you... if Look, you if Javi Baez giving you thumbs down as a fan makes you angry then you go ahead and exercise your God-given apparently right to boo. But like you either, it either should make you go, okay, I get it. We deserve that. Or it should make you be like, that's stupid. What do you think that you sucked and we booed you because you sucked, but it shouldn't, either one of those options, it doesn't mean that the, how dare he? Javi Baez didn't like that you booed him. Is he being petty? You could argue that. Um, is he, do you guys deserve it? You could argue that, but you can't argue that Javi Baez is not allowed to express that he doesn't like when you boo him. What a weird stance to take across multiple paragraphs of a statement I don't think anyone asked for. The the statement was really weird. And then I do think Javi Baez, if he, I don't know if he was asked about it or just said it. I think he should have maybe said like, it's just a, a little thing that we're, you know, we've been doing in the locker room and just, I, I think he could have done better. Not just come out and be like, yeah, we're going, I'm booing the fans. 
I just think. I mean, yeah, I, I, anybody I don't care whether he whether he says that or not because it, the way I see it is, if you're a fan and you're you know expressing your right to boo, and then the player you or team you are booing then turns around and gives you a thumbs down, and now you're offended. What are we doing? You know, like, like you can argue again that you don't like it, that you think it's silly, that you think it makes them look immature. You can have an opinion on it, but that doesn't mean that you should be like, he can't do that to me. And I don't yeah, know I even that him, fans but he can't retaliate. Yeah, it's almost like this statement makes Mets. If I were a Mets fan, I'd be like, shut up, Sandy. Like, don't say that because now you're making <laughs> us look like we can't take it. We can take it. So, like, Mets fans, just be like, okay, sorry we booed, but I'm also not sorry, and we're going to boo you again if you stink. And it, this is so silly. This feels so but silly. But, like, Javi Baez saying, like, they're putting more pressure on the team, like, Javi. Well, sure. I mean, again, Travis, if you want to make the point that you think it was stupid, you're welcome to. But I think the bigger point to be made here is that the president of a team coming out and basically overly, like, He's pandering to the fans of like, our fans are great. We love all of their qualities and you will not be mean to our fans, but we're going to overcharge them and ticket prices are going to go up even when we suck and we're going to trade guys that they wanted. And we're going to like these, whenever a front office says that they, they take these opportunities to love their fans what, they're making a non-existent comparison. No one was saying the thing. Sandy Alderson did not need to come out and do this, but he did it because he wants to be the guy that looks like he's repping the fans. Oh, I think Sandy. I think Sandy's dumb, and I actually love. Well, allegedly, Ooh. you can't. I don't think you can just say I think that he's dumb. <laughs> I think we might get a phone call if you say that. Uh, and I you love. You can say he acted stupidly. You can classify yeah, his actions, but you cannot classify him as a person. And I love Javi Baez and Lindor actually the thumbs down. I think it's hilarious that they did it. I just think I wouldn't have come out and said what, like what it is that we're doing. Why not? I don't know. I just talk about it. Be about it. I like that. He's about it. And then, the best yeah, part. well, I like how he addressed it and was like, well, if you're going to boo me, I'm going to give you a yeah, thumbs Would I down. do it? Like, no, but he did it. And I'm like, yeah, all right. That's how he feels. And then the Mets owner tweets, I miss the days when the biggest controversy was the black jerseys. Like, I mean, you that's what I'm saying. The, the Mets have this front office that seems to want to be perceived as one of you guys, like a fan. It's just like, I'm just like y'all, but it's like, yeah, except you own the team. So you have more power than we do. And when you use it to say that our team can't give us the thumbs down because you like everything about us, that's cool. But can you win a World Series, please? Could you put together a team that uh, accomplishes the thing we want? Can you? I don't know. This just feels silly. It's silly all around. So... Let's do the next. You know what I do, God. Katie? I give you a two better. two thumbs up for that segment. Oh, thanks, Travis. <laughs> thanks so much. Um, one of the Pauls. Oh, it was Jake. God. All right. Uh, it's on. time for our, pa- our Paul uh, expert. Yes. Yeah, yes. our Hi, resident Paul Amanda. expert, Christina. So the, the Paul expert. Yeah. I had to Jake. ask her which one the it was. One. It was Jake. He's the younger one. I thought he was. The I had no idea. Nope, Jake. Man, the his haircut one. indicates that he's the older one. Um. So Jake Paul fought Tyron Woodley. Uh, Tyron Woodley is a UFC fighter. This was his first time boxing, question mark, which I just couldn't stop thinking the whole time. And we won't rehash this a million times, but imagine being a boxer and watching these two headline a boxing fight. And you're just like, what? 
you've never done it before and you're going to do it for the first time as the headliner against a YouTube stage. star. Uh, Jake Paul is remains undefeated, is spoiler alert. So he's now 4-0 and mm-hmm. in these fights that he's picked. The other ones didn't last very long. This one lasted the distance. He Eight went rounds. all those rounds. And even people like Ariel Helwani continued to say on the broadcast that I watched that um, this gets re- a lot of people don't think Jake Paul is a boxer and this removes the question from their minds. I think you can unequivocally say now he is a fighter. And I was like, I don't. I don't know that you can. Tyron Woodley's, and you, listen, I'm a dummy, and I need to preface anything I say from here on out with, I'm a, I'm a fight sport dummy. I don't know a damn thing. But what I do know is that Tyron Woodley's stance did not look correct. Um, it was not really a boxing stance. It made their height difference look a lot bigger than it supposedly was if the tale of tape was to be believed, tale of the tape was to be believed. Uh, it, it, it just didn't, there weren't a lot of great punches. Um, it made me feel sad inside, which, you know, is my default setting at the moment. But this helped me right along. Um, there was comfort in watching this because it was so sad. Uh, there was no knockout. Like I said, it was a it was a split decision. One of the judges scored it for Tyron, which didn't make a lot of sense and had a lot of people saying that it was rigged or something. And then afterwards, Jake Paul talked first and it was just going on and on about how great of a fighter Tyron Woodley is, which is the opposite of what he said before the fight, which is how it led to the fight happening. And I know boxing is a sport that's all about promotion, but it just does feel now here on the other side of the looking glass, thanks to the pandemic, the way I look at sports now, where I'm just like, oh, so after you beat him, you're like, he's a Hall of Famer. And that was specifically part of the argument that he was making to defend himself when you guys got in your first quote unquote fight that led to this challenge that led to this fight happening it just is like of course how convenient for you so anyway he said nothing but nice stuff then Tyron Woodley got on the mic and it he wanted a rematch right away which I think if you had to pick for me the saddest ways it could have ended that would have been it that you know Jake Paul had just said that he was going to take some time and relax for a little because he's been nonstop training and he just wants to chill out because they asked him if he was going to fight the other guy who used to be on Love Island. I don't know what's going on in boxing, but they're just picking people off of stuff and putting them in a ring and making them fight each other. And I don't get it and I'm not going to pretend to get it, but I am going to say it feels weird from the outside. But I guess the guy who used to be on Love Island who won his fight. Is that that Fury guy? No. What? Is his name Fury? No, Tyson Fury. That's a no, no. Fight, isn't it? I'll, I'll. You'll look it up. I have a, I have him booked. Well, what I think is the the absolute saddest part of this entire Tommy thing Fury, is that maybe after the Tommy fight, Fury. Yeah, you were right. It's a Fury, uh, Tommy Fury. After the fight, Paul and Woodley agreed to a rematch. If Woodley, wait, hold on, wait, 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 wait. We're getting there. Wait, wait, we're getting there. We're getting there. All right, get there. This was a detour. So after the, the fight, the craziest part. I've seen everybody here. How about the biggest cheer in the place? I want you next, you bum. Let's get it on, which means something very different when you don't say it with a cheeky accent. Um, he so he he had said that after his fight. So then when he was when Jake Paul was on the mic and he was asked, he's like, look, I don't know. Maybe I heard that he had challenged me, but I'm going to take some time off. And then they put Tyron Woodley on the mic and he was like, I want the rematch. I want a rematch. I think I won. His punches weren't landing. I blocked most of them. I want a rematch and I want to prove myself. 
And then Ariel Hawani went over to Jake and was like, okay, what do you think? Do you want a rematch? And I was cringing. I was absolutely cringing. I was outside of my body at this point. I was like, please don't. Please don't. Because if he says he doesn't want it, it's going to be so embarrassing. And this is already so embarrassing. And I just feel sad. And Dan had told me the last time he saw Tyron Woodley fight, it had been uncomfortable. I mean, he's 40 years old, 39 years old. He's just, it's, it all felt weird. And so he asked Jake Paul, Ariel Hawani did. And Jake Paul was like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I was so nice to you. I only said nice things, which was like, I hate when people do that. I hate when people take the quote unquote high road and the second you're like, yeah, well, I still have an issue with this. Then they're like, I took the high road. And it's like, we're still driving. You're not take you're bailing on it immediately. You want credit that you said nice things about me? That's not how this works. But anyway, that's what he said. And then he was like, I'll do a rematch if he gets a tattoo that says, I love Jake Paul. And then Tyrant, they, Ariel Helwani, even though I was begging him in my mind not to, took the mic and went over to Tyrant. No. Like, would you get a tattoo and he said yeah bet and then they shook on it and then Jake oh. Paul was like you have to we have a tattoo artist here right now and then I left I got up and I left the couch Please I was like we're no. clearly not gonna do this I can't watch this anymore and Dan was acting all disgusted he was like I'm changing the channel and I was like you did you brought this into our house you did this. I didn't want <laughs> to watch this, this dumb fight. You did this. And as of right now, I have spent $50 on this because you haven't paid me back yet, which he ha- I demanded the money back for the Floyd Mayweather fight. I was like, I need that 50 bucks and I need it now. And he had a $50 I bill on I need my him, money and like, I need is- it now. Exactly. It's my money and I need it now. Um, and so that fight happened. I didn't. So I turned it off before the tattoo. Travis, did it happen? I have no idea. I refuse to do any research. <sighs> Uh, I'm gonna Google. Watch. You refuse to do any you know, research on this on this topic. I don't blame you whatsoever because I think I this is so ridiculous. He- I just my biggest question is for Jake Paul. I don't. I'm not saying that he is not athletic or that he can't fight because he has he has trained. He is in great physical shape. I do think he can hold his own. But why are all of his opponents not boxers we're just taking people whether they're retired far removed or not boxers and having them box him why why are we doing that money christina his argument so yeah money first of all and also that's another thing jake paul said is of course he wants a rematch because he wants a payday you're a boxer and fight he's working he's doing he's doing it it's promotion it's like if he can beat the next it's he starts with somebody that you're like well anybody could beat that guy and then you get one step closer to the thing and one step closer to the thing and then you get there. It, I, But what I don't like from that argument is that it's like the people in charge of putting the fight on should be like, that's not good enough. Your next fight has to be between you. And I don't care if we can sell it. I want it to be quality. I want it to be a good fight. These are, it was hard to watch boxing because it's, if, if you don't watch a lot of boxing and then you only ever watch the big fights, you watch the good boxers fight each other. You can kind of see the complicated dance of it all. And when two people who, don't box box each other it's like ah that's not technically right that's not technically correct even if you don't know what is technically correct you're like it doesn't feel right it's not as smooth it's very jerky it's very weird if the fight ends in a oh well i'll re i'll fight you again if you get an i love 
me tattooed on Ugh. you like I that mean, why just disgusting it's just to want to put your name oh. on another person's body forever <laughs> is like for real like, oh yeah for sure it's just real colonizing energy and i don't like it like why are you putting your flag in this man just let him walk away you beat him at a sport that he his job has been closer to than yours ever has and now that isn't that enough jake paul why do you want to put your name on him Another thing, and this may be a controversial opinion, but Jake Paul was talking about bullies. He was saying like, hey, if you're a bully out there, don't do that. Don't bully. And then he was like, I used to be a bully because I was yelling. You definitely were a bully. And he's like, I used to be a bully. And then I realized that I could put myself into other passions. And so I have a charity that gets current bullies, it sounded like, into boxing. And I was like, maybe we're skipping a step. Maybe we don't immediately get bullies into boxing. Maybe we don't get bullies to stop uh, being bullies by teaching them how to punch. I don't know. And maybe that does work. Maybe it's one of those counterintuitive things that ends up working. But it doesn't feel. Yeah, it's like, are you are you aggressive to other people? Buy a gun. It's like, no, 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 no. We're skipping a step. You're skipping the step in between. Do you like to punch kids? You've got to stop being a a bully. And then once you've stopped being a bully, we teach you how to fight and then you do that technically and you learn about fight sport instead of fight, trying to fight other people but you can't skip the step where they have to um learn that bullying's bad and stop bullying people <laughs> and jake paul while i know it's a great shining example on a hill that you a guy who wasn't a boxer can just kind of become a boxer by speaking it into existence i don't think that's the case for most people and especially most bullies i don't think that they can just be like i'm gonna be jake paul because there can only be one jake paul and and unfortunately that's not even true we have two of them uh so it doesn't make a lot of sense as a pitch and i just feel like yes being anti-bullying is great the message just felt like it was getting a little muddied there for me for me to your point about like putting on a a boxing match that is legit the problem is worth watching boxing is a sport that just is ran so bad in these showtime or whoever else is airing these they're in the entertainment business so they're gonna they're gonna sign up for these because if they don't take it someone else is gonna take this jake paul fight deal and run with it and make money but until he is you know legit fighting like he's only getting drug tested uh, but what I think is going to happen is he's going to slowly inch up to where he can get a legit fighter who then what's going to happen is he's going to have to lose soon. So he's going to get to a fighter that people can respect, yeah. at least by name, he'll lose, but it'll make a lot of money, which then brings the the rematch to bring more money. It's it's all a deal. Yeah. And people that complain yeah, about it don't buy end? the fight. That's like saying that any website that wants to make money should just put women in bathing suits on there. It's like you there has to be a level of institutional like, all right, that's too far. And it just feels like boxing is like, well, if people will pay for it, we'll show it to you. And it's like, but there ha- you can't. There has to be a line and it feels like boxing does not care. Are these like the if he's not being drug tested, are these not like officially sanctioned? I don't know how official these are, but like while I'm a, I hate it and it's dumb, I'm not going to watch it. Is it not basically WWE? No. What? What's no. the difference between like it, this and WWE? Value? Is that what you're saying? WWE, oh, like the, like the product they're putting out is for entertainment. Writers, it is. It is very scripted. scripted. It is. Uh, 
it is a sport. It's it's um you know they really physically are doing the things other than you know they're. I mean, Jake Paul's like throwing punches and getting hit. Yeah, no, no. But I'm it, we're making different points. The part of it, yeah, scripted it would be a problem. That's why people get mad when these things seem to be rigged. This is kind of what I'm talking about, where there's this idea that it's all for the money, it's all for the payday. But yet fans are upset when things are rigged. WWE fans don't get upset when things are rigged. They get upset when they don't like the way that they were rigged. When they're like, I wish you had rigged it this way. It's like kind of accepted. But these are pretending to be or purporting to be fights. And I mean, the one with Floyd Mayweather where there was like still 15 seconds left and whichever Paul that was turned to the audience and like pumped his hands up. I was like, this sucks. What is this? It's not real. But it's saying that it is. So that's why it's incredibly different from gotcha. the WWE, which is just like, sure, they tried that at first. But then once everybody was kind of like, it's not real, they were like, sure, it's not real. And so what? It can, it's just here to entertain you. This isn't. This is supposedly, they've got real people who know about fighting talking about it. They've got the guys that analyze. It's on Showtime. It was a Showtime boxing. This is they're calling it boxing. I just feel like if I were a boxer, I'd be like, can you just call this something else? Can That's you why just we just need somebody YouTube? real that will just knock him out. But I'm guessing it's in the contract. Can't knock him out. Just, you think that's in the contract? Yeah. I bet you they sign a contract and then there's a non-disclosure and it's... I, I, Why would you sign a contract that says you can't knock a because, guy out, because, especially if you're Tyron Woodley who needs some who has something to prove? Because I bet you it, if you don't and you do this song and dance, you get paid X amount, and the money that they can get is so. Worth what it. I'm saying is, does everything have a price tag on it? It just feels like every time I look at society now, I'm like, damn, there's a price tag on everything. Whatever happened to I want to be a good? I want people to believe in me. I want people to see how good I am at this sport. Now it's just like I want people to to think that's what I'm here for. But really, I am getting paid, and I get it. I get it to a point. But then it's just like ah, ew, yeah. it's ew. <laughs> and again, yeah. I get it to it's a like, point. What? But it's like what's the point? Like I watching I, the Paul, I Mrs. Paul, it. watching Mrs. Paul be so excited and proud. It, I was of two minds about it. One, I'm like, that's cool. She's really proud of her kids. And then two, I'm like, my mom just being straight talk with me. My mom would be like, you got all this success and all this money, and now you're gonna go get punched. You want to get punched now to like go. You don't have to do this. You can go do something else. You can do. Why are you choosing this? This very violent, dangerous sport. Why? What is why? Where'd this come from? But, you know, your life is your own. So do with it as you will. And with that, with that segue. Now to somebody your real. Life is your own. Katie Nolan, Naomi Osaka. <laughs> uh, Naomi Osaka <laughs> on Sunday tweeted uh a notes app right but actually one of yes. the rare good notes apps on twitter uh yeah one you actually want to read she wrote the title of it the title of it was hi and she wrote i've been reflecting over this i'm gonna read it in its entirety because when i read it last night i was like cheering while she wrote it so i'm gonna read it <laughs> i've been reflecting over this past year so grateful for the people around me because the support i feel is completely unparalleled recently i've been asking myself why do i feel the way i do and i realize one of the reasons is because internally i think i'm never good enough i never i've never told myself that i've done a good job but i do know i constantly tell myself that i suck or i could do better i know in the past that some people have called me humble but i really consider it 
But if I really consider it, I think I'm extremely self-deprecating. Every time a new opportunity arises, my first thought is, wow, why me? I guess what I'm trying to say is that I'm going to try to celebrate myself and my accomplishments more, and I think we all should. You got up in the morning and you didn't procrastinate on something? Champion. Figured something out at work that's been bugging you for a while? Absolute legend. Your life is your own and you shouldn't value yourself on other people's standards. I know I give my heart to everything I can, and if that's not good enough for some, then my apologies, but I can't burden myself with those expectations anymore. Seeing everything that's going on in the world, I feel like if I wake up in the morning, that's a win. That's how I'm coming. And I would also like to say, I've been reflecting over the past year. I just reread her whole statement and just say that that's also what I want to say because it's exactly <laughs> what I, because I, Carly, when I read this, I was like, I, Carly. Um, she's a, she's so great. She's so good at expressing um, her thoughts. And boy, did some of us <clears throat> need to hear this kind of stuff to remind us that it's, there is a point where it's like, you're, you're good enough. And the hardest times to hear that or believe that or when you're not doing the things you normally used to do that people would say you're good at that if you're you know changing a job or you're not working as much or you lose a job or you're let's say you're a person who's like a musician and you can't go out on tour all of that over this last year in whichever ways the pandemic has affected you and there are myriad ways in which it could has caused people to kind of see where they've gathered their value from their life where they've found themselves feeling affirmed feeling like yes you're good even if in their own minds they were saying no you're not you're not good enough don't stop and then things kind of were forced to stop and that voice in their head was still going but they weren't getting any of the feeling like they were adding things so you're trying to tell yourself that you don't need to hate yourself in your head at the same time that you're also not getting external praise and support in ways that you needed before and I think that can screw with you uh and so to hear her say that like you got out of bed today you did it is I mean really true <laughs> if you she just got perfectly summed up you did everything it. that we needed to hear everything it's just very hard yeah it needs to it's hear. even harder to it's get nice bed. when you hear it from somebody else because you're like oh good because i could not get my brain to <laughs> sing that song and i needed to listen to it so i'm very grateful that someone played it it's also like looking at it from her perspective her her life is basically a pass fail and ha- not not in like how she thinks but like how we look at so unless she wins yeah. that yeah. tournament, everything was like a failure. And so it's that, like the conversation we had about second place in the Olympics. It's, that's got to that be brought up. a struggle. And then it's yeah, also not a, deemed good enough. And then the second that you win, it's like, oh, now I got to go ho- focus on the next thing. And you always see if like you don't if you don't consistently win gold, it's like, well, you did last time. What happened? Like what did you like declined or you're not as good as you were or, you know, we we constantly hold athletes to such high standards. And I mean, honestly, even day to day, I, I know I hold myself to sometimes impossibly high standards. And it's refreshing to hear someone say, celebrate yourself for even the smallest of accomplishments. Like you don't have to be someone in the limelight or someone who, you know, has a million Twitter followers or people that are looking at them and scrutinizing their, you know, their past fails 
you could just be the average everyday person and you're down on yourself for whatever job you're doing or, you know, you're you're a parent and you're hard on yourself for how you parent your kids and this and that. You're doing great. <laughs> and you you got out of bed and you're doing great. Simple as that. If if I may, Good News by Mac Miller is a song that when I'm feeling this way, I listen to. So if anybody needs a song, a genuine, like actual song, uh, that's a good one. I would I like think. to say, though, if you don't get out of bed and you stay in there for a while, you, you're still doing well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, and yeah. You don't have to get out of bed yeah. literally. It's, I meant figuratively. No, I'm, yeah, you know, if you, you opened your eyes and you your did bed. your day and then you and then you went back to bed and went back to bed just means closed your eyes, then you did it. You did it. You got through another day. That was all you had to get done. Life moves fast now. Like, I was saying this to Dan before, like, the beginning of the pandemic. Back when in former generations, when someone was like, all right, I got three things to do today. I got to go to Home Depot and get light bulbs. I got to... Uh, uh, go to the grocery store and get my groceries and I have to uh, I don't know one other thing rent a book my uh, travel for next week now you could get all three of those things done in you could order your groceries online you could uh, order the light bulbs that you need in like a click and you could whatever the third thing book your flight click 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 you could get those done in a couple hours and then you could do nothing else for the rest of the day. And then you'd be like, man, I was so lazy today. But we were eight because we can do so much more so much quicker now. I think that we're all like, I got to keep going. And it's like, you don't, you can, you did, you accomplished. And now you can do whatever your next thing is. By mentioning the grocery store, you made me think of something. Can we enter Friendly Ranter real fast? Um. Sure. Yep. This is Friendly Ranter. A segment that doesn't exist except in Travis's mind. Why is it when people like drive into a parking lot, they immediately like forget how to function as a driver? What does this have to do? <laughs> I went to Target the other day and it's like the second you pull in the parking lot, everyone just gets amnesia and can't, they forget how to drive. In what ways, Travis, do people seem to you as if they've forgotten how to drive? People stopping when they can easily can drive through. Like, you've got the right way. Go ahead. They're pulling they're out. They're a little they're nervous. Like, Maybe they haven't driven a car in a while, and they get a little nervous that their mirror is getting a little too close to that other car. I don't just, know. It just Why bothers are you, me. What are you in a rush for? You're a Target. I'm, when I go Target, I'm in and out. So then just park somewhere far away. I do. I had to okay. go get some ice cream and some more gel. Yeah, you needed <laughs> yeah. to get some mouth stuff. Well, now that you've gotten your rant uh, out, I need to then circle back to the mm -hmm. original discussion. Um, I think through the pandemic, so over the weekend, I was watching um, Kevin Hart's Heart to Heart. And who? It's too many hearts. Whatever it is. It's Heart to Heart. Obviously, the pun intended. Um, I watched his interview oh, I get with it. Miley Cyrus. Who, yeah, ah, now you I can't it. stand uh -huh. you. I know. Anyway, uh, I watched his interview with Miley Cyrus, who I absolutely love forever and always. Um, and she said something that I think really resonated where I think throughout the pandemic, it taught me this, where for so long, she was taught at such a young age, being thrown into the limelight and fame and celebrity and all of that, is that you need to constantly be going, 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 going. You can't eat, you can't sleep. If you're not up at 4 a.m. doing this, and if you're not you know, working late, if you're not the first in at work and the last to leave, you're not doing it correctly. You're not winning. You're not you know, the first to do it. Um, 
And that's just not a sustainable lifestyle. <laughs> it might be for you, but it sure isn't for me. And so I think throughout the pandemic, a lot of people, at least myself, have realized that that constant workhorse mentality takes such a toll on you physically and mentally that it's okay to have days of lazy or weeks of lazy or, you know, the the small window of being productive that you just talked about of banging out all of your errands in an hour and then doing nothing the rest of the day should not be viewed as a wasted day. You got everything done. You just didn't spread it out over 12 hours. Yeah, so you just I think, did it more you know, efficiently than we used to. Exactly. And so I think that, you know, Naomi Osaka's message is not only, you know, very true and yes, powerful, but I just think it's definitely, you know, it, it should resonate with everybody to say, you're fine. You're doing fine. You don't have Celebrate to work Celebrate your little accomplishments instead of beating yourself up for not, you know, you make a to-do list and you knock three things off, but you had 15 on it and you're just like man, I failed today when it's like, no, no, I succeeded. I Tomorrow's only has uh, 12 things on it now because 15 minus three is 12. And so I'm uh, I'm moving forward. I'm accomplishing things. I'm a champion. And I think that's a good mindset to have. I'm sure people will be like, oh, that's a mindset of a quitter. But those people are idiots. And I guarantee <laughs> haven't won as many things as Naomi Osaka has. So to say from their computer screen that she would have the mindset of a quitter would be hilarious. Um, just be nice to yourselves, I think is the overall goal because people aren't always going to be nice to you for you. Uh, what's this, what's this next? So Cristiano Ronaldo was, um, rumored to be leaving Juventus and going to Man City. A Mm -hmm. Manchester United fan was upset and burnt a Manu, Manu Ronaldo jersey that he had. I mean, you really, every time they do this, you're lighting your own money on fire. Uh, quite literally but like in the 11th hour man city pulled out and guess who came in to make an offer with juventus to acquire was it manchester did you say juventus was it manchester united yeah yeah so so the fan that was dumb to begin with got just a nice dose of karma did anyone check in on him uh no well i i don't know if anybody checked in on it but I just saw it and loved it because just how dumb can like it's either you're dumb or you're doing it for clicks, which is still dumb. But I just love that now this jersey that he spent money on, he could have been wearing. I feel like you just have to stop being a Manchester United fan now. I feel yeah, like I you have that, to because like, you what are you going right to do? Turn now. around and root for him. That is you jumped the gun and now you have to pay the price. You're not allowed to root for Cristiano because you said you hated him <laughs> before anything was confirmed. So now you're kicked out and you have to go root for somebody else. You have to go root so, for Juventus. Who knows, doesn't you, have- you can root for whoever you want. We won't tell you who you have to root for, but I'll tell you who it can't be. And that's Manchester United because you've been kicked out. You got ahead of yourself. What if the what if he was going to come? What if he was coming to United anyway, and he saw you burn the jersey and decided that wasn't okay, and made the and demanded that Manchester United do what the Mets do, and like scolded that fan for doing that? Like you could have caused a whole international incident. And so I think you were acting very recklessly. And the price that you'll pay for that is your fandom. Find a new team. I love this. I support this. Yep, that is the that's my verdict. Can we? Do we have to talk about Trent? Dilfer? We don't have to. I was just throwing no, some stuff in there. We should. I was being sarcastic in the sense that just I don't want to. Um, he there's a video. He I guess coaches a high school team now, Lipsum Academy, mm-hmm. 
Yes. Uh, he was, there's a video that surfaced of him screaming at one of his players. Uh, Bo Dawson. It was, yeah. Oh, sorry. The It was weird because I only found the kid's name out in, trade, in Trent Dilfer's apology. And I was like, it just felt weird. Um, so... Th- the, important to note, the game in which uh, Coach Dilfer was this angry, they won 62-7. to seven. So it, An absolute um, blowout. Probably all, wasn't a close know. game. Uh, tensions shouldn't have been that high. Uh, but the video shows him grabbing the player inside the shoulder pads and steering him away from the team on the sidelines as he yells, sit down now. Uh, it was a tight end. Uh, f- son of former NFL kicker Phil Dawson. I didn't know that. I didn't either, and and I've got two thoughts with, like, we throw that out there. I'm wondering if some people put that information out there. It's like, to, like, does it, to change how people might think of the story? In which way? Oh, but like, oh, like, well, his dad, Phil Dawson is also the special teams coordinator on the team. Oh, if my dad was a coach on a team and a coach talked to me like that, my dad would have been pissed just because he would have wanted the opportunity to scream at me. He would have been like, how dare you? This is why I coach her softball team, so I can scream at her. It, Yeah, he's the special teams coordinator, and he was Dilfer's teammate on the Browns in 05. That makes it weirder to me. But anyway, we should give him his uh, platform. He released a statement, I want to address the incident on our sideline during Friday night's game versus independence that has drawn a lot of attention. First and foremost, I take full responsibility as the head coach and leader of our team for not de-escalating an emotional situation with one of our players, Bo Dawson. Bo is one of our finest student athletes and embodies all the characteristics we're looking for. Bo plays the game with the right kind of passion and as an inspiration for other players. During a moment of frustration in an attempt to get our team to play with more discipline, 62 to 7, I unfairly singled Bo out. Somehow Bo Dawson has been portrayed publicly as the culprit in this situation when in reality I should have been a better leader and shown greater wisdom and discernment in how I handled this incident. Overall, I could not be more proud of Bo and the rest of our team for how they handle the emotional nature of each game they compete in. Who was saying that it was Bo's fault? I'm guessing that there was a lot of people uh, on Twitter. He deserved it. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, we've said this before. There's many different ways to what's the actual uh, idiom? There's uh, to skin a cat, to which has always cat. been weird to me. Who's skinning yeah, cats? Who's skinning cats? Can we not? But, there's a it there's a bunch of different ways to coach a team. There's a bunch of different ways to coach the same like it, within a team. There are some ways to motivate that work on some people. Some people are motivated by competition. Some people are motivated by uh, compliments. Some people are motivated by like a loving supporting environment. Some are motivated by you know pushing and pushing, not physically, but like pushing somebody to be better than what they think they can be. Everybody's got different motivation ways of being motivated. It's part of being a good coach. I just don't think screaming at a kid is ever, to me, the an effective one. It didn't look effective uh, to me the way it was being uh, received by the target. So it, it, I'm glad, I guess, that Dilfer has said he takes responsibility and should have de-escalated an emotional situation. Uh, I. I don't watch a lot of Lipsum Academy games, so I don't know if this is par for the course or if this is an outlier. Um, but I think especially when you're coaching high school-aged kids, you don't have to go so hard. It was 62-7. to seven. Um, 
I think you had it in the bag. So to the people about like you put your hands on him, like he he had his hands, I, the whole shoulder pad. I don't have that big of an issue. I think it was like the moving part. Like I, I'm torn with this so, one. Use your words. So he, you, you're saying that. So he like picks him up from the front of his shoulder pads, right? Him. And kind of like, moves him back. Yeah, it's. He walks him back, holding onto his shoulder. I think it's pads. bad optics, but I don't think he was like. There's a big difference between like putting your hands on a player and what Trent Dilfer did, in my opinion. I think if I saw somebody doing that with the shoulder pads in like a hype me up kind of way of like, let's go. Oh, I'm not trying to compare it to that. That would be different. I think. No, I'm saying I think that grab of the shoulder pads paired with anger to me is like you don't need to be doing that. That's scary. Has your have you ever had anybody grab you by your shirt? I've I've had my face mask grabbed as a, as a player, but by an opposing player. By the well, no, by the my coach. Grabbed it and like did what with it? Like you pull him in, like he like grabbed my face mask and pulled me in, and like I yelled at you. I'd say more of like a stern than like a like a yell, but. I mean, what? What did he say? I don't remember. I was t- like 12. Was he like, you stupid idiot. You should have gotten that. Or was it like a, come on, you got no, this, No, it Travis. was like, grab my face mask, like, you know, get to play right or something like that. Okay. I just. Well, I guess I'd have to see it. Like, could you- I've just been, my mom grabbed me by my shirt once and like picked me up. Oh my. And uh, it, it was, it's a very scary feeling. It's not a good feeling to have your body being controlled by another person. Could <laughs> my mom then immediately started crying and was like, I'm so sorry I did that. And it was the only time my mom's ever, I think, apologized to me for something that happened when we were yelling. I was very little. Uh, but uh, it's, it's scary. Could Trent have handled it differently? Of course, yes. But yes. is it so wrong for a coach to yell at a player? No, but he's not just yelling at a player. I'm not saying that it, you can't yell at your players. Yelling happens. I'm not saying tell them all that they're beautiful rays of sunshine. I'm just saying if you're trying to, again, it's 62 to 7. I don't know why there were why emotions. It's a, but, but this is the thing, Travis. He says he's sorry that he didn't de-escalate an emotional situation. And I'm just interested to know what got so emotional. The game wasn't on the line. There wasn't some crazy need to d- pull together. This is all hearsay, allegedly. But there's some posts on social media that uh there was one post that's allegedly that, hearsay it is hearsay uh there was some, supposedly there was he had a penalty i saw then someone else tried to say that he came by and said something to trent so exactly what happened well none of this is useful right because we don't know and because the internet's full of liars I've, I've seen people on message boards say they went to high school with me and then describe a person who is nothing like me so it's uh, people on the internet just lie because they want to participate in the conversation I'm not saying he should be fired. I've never said that. I don't like saying people. I, that's not a thing I do. I'm saying it, it doesn't seem like you need to bring it that hard at a 62 to 7 game at Lipson Academy when the kid's dad is also on the team. Okay, but. That's just an opinion. I think I, you take the score out of it. things. Why? Why would I take the context out of the situation? Because you can, still, you can so still the context. teach, coach, and things sure. happen. Like, that's how you would that that type of coaching would be effective on you when your team is winning 62 to 7 getting screamed at like that. Yeah, I respond I I honestly did respond to like I I had teammates and coaches like news like c- good coaches know like certain players you have to you you can't yell at every player the same. You don't get right, the same response. To me, that's how I would re- I responded is the yelling. That worked for me. I had teammates that it didn't. So I right. think it's 
I, I, I think that it's kind of getting blown out of proportion. Yeah. I mean, well, that's going to happen because it's social media. Lent Kilfer. I, mean, I saw it on TikTok. It's is. the first place I saw it. So, yeah. It's, um, yeah, I think it's aggressive. And I think, like you said, there are times where that is useful. Maybe this was one of those times. Based on the information we have, I don't feel like it, it was, but it, who am I? I don't know. I'm a dummy. So I think you shouldn't do that, but Travis thinks you should. What? Okay, here we go. It's F1 time. Um, who wants to take this? Christina, what? You said Travis didn't this. watch it? I didn't well, watch. Travis said via Twitter that he had not seen a single second of it. So I, I did I read up on it just in case. Wait, wait. Let, we have to start at the beginning. This is where we always fail in F1. There was a, one race this weekend? So Two I, races? The way F1 works is that you have your qualifying races leading up to the main race on Sunday. So okay. the main race on... But just to preface all of this, it had been raining all weekend, downpouring okay. monsoon raining all weekend. So from the get-go, from the very first qualifying race, it's been bad weather. And so obviously player safety, driver safety is of the utmost importance. So going through the weekend, there was hesitation about driving, just given the conditions of the day. So going into Sunday, it's pouring rain they realize that the conditions are bad. Uh, they get everybody out there. And from what I saw, they had two laps with the safety car in front, which means basically the, the safety car is just bringing them around a few laps. It's for the formation lap, all right? Exactly. Yeah, for the formation lap. They pit and a bunch of drivers are saying, the you know, visually I can't see anything. The conditions are too bad. We need to wait this out. And a lot of fans were getting angry because the rain didn't seem as bad from where all the fans were. But the drivers were saying the way the the course is with the trees and the asphalt, it makes for really poor visibility. So it's basically just kicking up all of the water that is already sitting on the ground. Basically, like when you're on the highway and you're following a car yeah, and it's yeah, just yeah. spitting water yeah. at you, yeah. uh, a lot of the guys are like, I literally can't see the guy's brake lights in front of me. The if red... a driver said to me, I can't see, I'd be like, yeah, I go take the exactly. don't race. It's so crazy so, to think they'd be so like, the you should do it the broad- anyway. Yeah. So the broadcasters are like, you know, we've got to listen to the guys that are saying, hey, we're out here, you know, driving at hundreds of miles an hour. Yeah. So anyway. They have three hours to get the race in. The race needs to be done in three hours, and you're given X amount of time why to is call that? the race. So that I I don't know. By the design of their can. schedule, they can't move it to like Monday. Like their schedule, I guess, is really condensed. Yeah, there's like, like no postponement. NASCAR, ha- you can they can just push it to the next day. By their schedule, as it's currently constructed Structured, they can't yeah. now there's people saying that needs change but that's just how it is right sure. now you either how race on sunday or it doesn't okay yeah, or, or it so doesn't they have happen. three hours to get this so, race in exactly now the day is going on the rain is not stopping um they tried twice to start the race where the it looked like there was a lull in the rain they try to get everybody out there again and then it, the rain picks up so eventually they end up calling it but here's where everybody got angry which rightfully so so with uh, i i do not know the rules of nascar or any other type of driving but with f1 there's no um 
you need to get X amount of laps in for it to be considered a race. So for NASCAR, from what I've seen online, and people can definitely correct me if I'm wrong, you need to have 75% or 50% of the laps completed in order for it to count as a regulated race. With F1, there's no rule of that. So when they decided that points were going to be awarded for the top 10 drivers, although there were technically no official laps raced, that got fans angry, understandably so. They were like, hey, why can you name, let me pull up exactly who came. So Max Verstappen came in first, George Russell second, based and off Lewis of Hamilton what? third. Based, based, based off on... where you qualified. They, they awarded wow. half they so awarded like their half starting points. position was yeah. their yeah. final position. And they awarded half points Basically. for positions. Hmm. Yeah. So fans were were mad saying they only went around the track technically three times and two of those laps were behind the safety car and the third was for for formation. That 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 doesn't count as even a fraction of the laps that they actually do, which means if we were using like NASCAR ruling, it wouldn't count as an official race. So you shouldn't have awarded points for those top 10 people, top 10 drivers because no no laps were no actually racing happened. raced. Yeah. So, now the uh FIA Formula 1 race director Michael Massey basically described the whole incident, the whole day as the most hectic day in my role, not only as race director but as safety delegate. So he basically is saying that maybe they're at you, a sh- point you could argue where... maybe you shouldn't be both. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe you should, maybe you need a little bit of help. Hmm. But uh, basically, he said that this is now the perfect opportunity for us to sit down and create those rules. Is for us to you know talk that's to good, each right? of the teams. Yeah, that's how I see it. Is he's basically saying we've never encountered something like this, and we understand fans are upset, drivers are upset, but now we have the opportunity to sit down and create the rules that NASCAR has and come up with a, okay, if this happens again, what do we do? Okay. So that basically is what happened is from what I saw and from what I understand yesterday was an entire show. No race was actually raced and points were awarded. Although drivers did not actually complete any laps and fans got mad but then F1 said, hey, this is our opportunity to actually figure this out so that, it, you know, if this comes up again, we know what to do. And that's where we're at. And Thank you, Christina. That was comprehensive, except you only left out one well, thing. Hold, and I'd like on, to know what happened. Hold on, hold on, what? hold on. And so He's Seba- waving his origel at me. No, <laughs> this is this is Neosporin. Neosporin. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. Sebastian you in your mouth on like this on the outside scab. Okay. Or gel oh. for the inside. Neosporin oh, for the outside. No, 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 no. Oh. Uh, Okay. Sebastian Vettel was like when they decided to do like the formation lap uh, talking to his team he's like how was this weather any different than before he's like they just want this for the money and TV basically calling him out Lewis Hamilton was was like every fan deserves their money back because every he goes everybody else got their money's worth today the fans should get their money back yeah I don't, and it's because I don't watch, but sometimes from the outside, F1 feels like Real Housewives, where like <laughs> afterwards, each one of them is like, I say this thing that furthers drama. And someone's like, well, that's, I that's think this thing. the whole point of Drive to yeah. Survive or whatever the, mm-hmm. the Netflix show is. I just, it it's is a whole bunch of divas, and I, I like it. I, I'm not saying that. World. Yeah, it's a nice big compliment. Is that like, oh, this is going to get me into it. If it's like, what did this one bitch about this week? But as you're about to get to, all of that is nice. 
It all pales in comparison to this headline I saw, the which is Lewis Hamilton. Story of the day. <laughs> Lewis Hamilton had a traumatizing bathroom experience ahead of F1 race at Spa. So Lewis Hamilton had gone to the bathroom ahead of the race and told his crew about his experience while he was getting ready, and it was broadcast. I'm glad I went to toilet. The one I went to, someone had dropped a crazy bomb in there. It was the worst thing ever. The F1 driver then added, it's going to haunt me for life. I assume he's <laughs> referring to a poop. We can all make that safe assumption. Because, I mean, maybe he was. it, it would haunt me for life if I went into a bathroom and there was a bomb. I, that would scare me. It's literally a bomb scare that those words go together frequently. But I guess what he's saying is somebody pooped. So my question is, you are Lewis Hamilton, one of the drivers. I'm guessing you're not just going to like a public restroom. Like, no, I don't know. You might. It's got to be well, the only people, the only people that hurry. like should be using the one that he's going to. I'm guessing are like the Mercedes people. Like someone on that team dropped a bomb is what I'm saying. <laughs> Look, I, I Actually, if I may just argue in the opposite, uh, you might be surprised because, and I know this isn't the same, I know I'm not actually Lewis Hamilton, but uh, when we had a TV show, it was called Always Late, it aired on ESPN for a second there, they would, uh, the, the live audience would line up in the hallway at the office, and I would, uh, if I had to go to the bathroom before the show, I would have to walk down the hallway, pass them all, say hi, because it would be very weird to not, and then go into the bathroom that they were also in, and uh, go to that bathroom, and then walk into the studio. It was the same bathroom in the building so you don't maybe it's the same public but you don't know uh, or maybe yeah, it was one of his friends and you also yeah because i don't i you don't know what bathroom he was using because i who was watching the broadcast know that the broadcasters the announcers were making jokes saying that this constant interference of are we racing are we not is screwing with the driver's um timing preparation yeah. yeah exactly because they say you know obviously you don't want to eat something or drink a lot of liquid before you start racing because you don't want to have to go to the bathroom mid-race yeah so you now gotta the drivers get off are... the pot as they exactly. say exactly so yeah. as drivers are just kind of hanging out now for a couple of hours guys are getting hungry you need to keep we your should investigate up. see if anybody peed their pants so, it's always the sports you know, story that if, I find interesting. What if Lewis Hamilton was like, oh, I got to get in this granola bar real quick because I don't know if we're going to race. Oh, uh, now I got to go to the bathroom. I'm going to go quickly to this one. Might not be mm -hmm. the nicest. Also, a, an are. argument to be made is that Lewis Hamilton dropped the bomb. He who smelt it dealt it. it. I mean, that is the that? oldest rule of the book. So he's like, first of all, he starts it's by saying he's glad. Really. He, exactly. Did anybody deny it, though? I wonder if he said. Well, he he would deny it, I bet, if somebody alleged, and then that would mean he definitely supplied it. But he starts by saying he's glad he went to the toilet. And then he said the one I went to, someone had dropped a crazy bomb in there. It was the worst thing ever. It's like, why are you glad then? I wonder if well, you're I think you're glad because you feel relieved. And then you immediately were like, oh, they'll know it was me then. So I should quickly pivot, take a quick, do they take <laughs> left or right turns? I should just steer my steering wheel sharply to the left and say it was awful and I'm never oh, yeah, going to forget also, about it. Whoever went in there, yeah. knowing that I went in there before them, that wasn't yeah. me. 
it was i mean how many times i've I mean, been on, on an airplane i've gone into a bathroom had it smell bad and when i come out somebody was waiting to get in line and i have at least thought about saying out loud it, it was like that when i got there or like it was the guy before me i don't know how much you've been paying attention to people getting up and going to the bathroom but the guy before me was in there for a really long time and i just was in there for three for like three minutes and most of that was like washing my face i'm really that wasn't me it was the guy before me <laughs> and most times it was the guy before me. Most times. <clears throat> Travis, do we have one more voicemail that we want to get to? Hey, Katie in the Union. This is Alex in Cleveland, Ohio. And I want to know mainly just Katie and Christina's answers. I've <laughs> lived in Ohio my nice. entire life, even lived in Columbus. But I do not like Ohio State. Hell yeah. Does that Ooh. make me a traitor? I already know Travis's answer, so he doesn't need to talk on this. But the other wow. two of you, please discuss. Thanks. Love you. Mean it. Bye. Alex, I love you and I mean it too. I wish that were a rule that worked on this podcast, that already knowing Travis's opinion meant that he didn't get to say it because we could just, <laughs> he could just sit out the whole podcast. I already know his opinion on everything and he still says it. So I bet he's still going to answer you. Even with this facial injury, he looks like he cannot wait to say what he thinks. I'll say this. I'm missing crucial, crucial information, Alex. Do you go to Ohio State? Because if you didn't go you to Ohio for? State, you're not a traitor. You don't have to if you born you could be born and raised in Ohio and you went somewhere else and you could root for that team. But he doesn't bring that up, which makes me think that he didn't go somewhere that had a football program and that maybe he just isn't a college football. I'm conf I'm missing too much information, but I would say, no, you're not a traitor. You don't have to be a, a victim of your own circumstance just because you were born in Cleveland doesn't mean you also ha or whatever. Is that what he said? Born in Cleveland, lived in Cleveland, is currently in Cleveland, has been in Columbus. Well, born and you, raised in Ohio. Either regardless. way. Yeah, you don't you owe nothing to to the to the university that didn't teach you that you can I don't think you're a traitor at all now do you yeah, root I, for Michigan that'd be a different and yeah, interesting that, that's story the question I have a lot of questions because I myself born and raised in Connecticut grew up going to almost every men and women's basketball game at the University of Connecticut with my grandparents the and University of Connecticut the University of the Connecticut UConn I just want to, the university. Actually, the UConn is, is, in, is yeah, the, in Canada, it's, it's, isn't it? It's, it's, it's a different yeah. thing. <laughs> um, and, and I ended up going to Kentucky for school. And I did. I don't root for UConn. I root for Kentucky. So I don't consider myself a traitor because I didn't go to the school. I might have right. grown up watching the games, being a fan when I was younger. But as I got older, I pivoted. And made my own decisions. Mm. I, so if you didn't go to the Ohio State, uh, Ugh, I don't, don't think do you're a traitor. I don't. Also, think... I, it's it's important to note, Alex. What are the reasons you don't like it? If you don't like it for I don't know valid reasons, then I would say, uh, good for you. You're a free thinking individual who has decided they don't want to be associated with that program. Listen, and that is up uh, to you. To, to Travis, Travis, plug your ears. Everybody born in the state of Ohio does not need to be an Ohio State fan. But you do have to root passionately for the Paul brothers who are yes. from there. So. Yes, that that is the only caveat, though. People if in Ohio in the state of don't Ohio, have to like Ohio State, but they do have to love both Pauls. 
And you actually, so I've heard, is uh, if you want to fight one of them, you have to get tattooed, I love one of the Paul brothers on you yep. in order Just write, to I love it, Paul. So. That should cover it. <laughs> yeah, that'll do it. That'll actually knock out both of them, so you're fine. Travis, did you want to say anything? or? Yeah, and I think Alex is going to be a little stunned here. Uh, one thing I'd like Ooh. to know is, did Ohio State even accept you? Because if not... Wow. Okay. I don't think he's going to be stunned. Right. No. I don't think Alex is going to be stunned. Number one. No. I mean, that, that's, not, that's not a bad thing, but like... Why are you hating from outside the club? It, it, you can't it, even get in. Yeah, I, I can understand. Is or did you not even want to go there because let's say, say... I don't like it because you didn't get in. I get it. You had a major that... Uh, there's a school that has it that's it's a better school for that. So like if you were like growing up and you were from Columbus and you decide to root for another team, I need to know why you're rooting for that team if you have a valid reason not a traitor he doesn't need to know i think what he means is that he'd like to know um and i want to know who he roots for yeah yeah and why like what I school did you go to, to i just i'm curious like, yeah alex i think we're just lacking information but in light of that with the information that we have if we all had to make a call i would say no not a traitor christina you vote no not a traitor and travis you vote uh we hung jury okay, for me. We can't. You can't say hung jury for me. That doesn't make that would make the whole jury hung. I'm just. I, we would all have to. God, I would I, hate to have jury duty with you. Uh, right now, right now, I will say not traitor. Okay, right now. So that's it. Decided. It is decided. Not a traitor until we hear more information. Yeah. Tribe has spoken. But you don't have to call back. We can just leave it at that, Alex. Run while you can. All right, that's it for this week's first edition of sports. Shout out to Gatorade and to uh, underpants. Uh, whenever it says shout out to me undies, it sounds like I'm saying like shout out to my underwear, but it's the company name. Shout it's out me to undies. Yeah, and shout out to the College Football Podcast. Very um, creatively named. If Travis hasn't made it clear yet, College Football's here. If this, if that's your thing, then check out the College Football Podcast. Paul Feinbaum, friend of the show. Kirk Herbstreet, he's nice. He's, I'd say, friend of the show. I think he'd be okay with me saying that. David Pollock, never met him. Can't vouch. And others will be hosting this year. So, oh, they're just going through like a roster. What is this, Jeopardy? They'll be posting episodes Sunday through Thursday this year. Um, oh, speaking of which, I know we're in the goodbye, but update on Jeopardy. Did you see that they're hiring a minder? That uh -huh. Mike Richards will have a minder? What is this, North like Korea? A, what is like a mean? person who's going to like... Follow you sure around. He, he doesn't screw up the process of finding oh, a new God. host. I mean, he keeps his job and they put somebody in charge of him. It's like, just put that person in the job and delete the Richards. That's just my thoughts. What a mess. Uh, thanks for listening now and then again a second time on a different streaming, streaming service or two. Or you could always leave us a nice review wherever you're listening to this podcast, but do it on Apple Podcasts because that's where Travis reads them. But he does love them. Like this one from J-Rod Rocks. At, that's so much like the kid's screen name that I had a crush on in high school that it just put a little flutter through my my body. Do we you remember the kid the that you would... Same guy. No, it's it was J-Rock. Uh, but remember when you would put the uh, little special noises on when someone would come on AIM? And oh, yeah. It like, was like, ooh. Like it was something. Yeah. It was a little indicator. Because it meant that they were there. It didn't mean you were going to talk to each other, but it was, meant that the opportunity was there. And you were like, they might I am me. I might I am them. Anyway, that's how I'm feeling right now. Don't delete it and make it say J-Rock. Uh, the 510, by the way, J, J Rod Rocks 510 that says, quote, I started listening from the beginning in March. Ooh, really? And just got to the beginning of COVID on the sports timeline. As a former Hoboken resident, I 1000% feel Katie's pain in the poor layout of the Hoboken A&P and lack of booze. Stay strong. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's not an A&P anymore. It's a, um, I forget, Acme. 
It's where you buy all of your TNT for blowing up coyotes. Boy, does uh, this person uh, going to have a rude awakening with uh, some changes that happen. Oh, my God. He doesn't even know that you exist yet. Oh, no. He's like, what are they? Yeah, he's actually not even going to hear this for a while. And then he's going to be like, no, that was like, me. This is a fun time. Well. Yeah. Well. And lastly, don't forget, you can always leave us a voicemail. The number is 860-506-5571. But if you just type sports into your phone, it should be saved there in your phone book. You probably did it when you were drunk. It's one of the more productive things people in the room right now have done while drunk. And lastly, don't forget, you can always... I just said that. Why am I saying that again? Say goodbye, Travis. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Christina. <laughs> goodbye. Bye. Love you. I mean it. <laughs>